Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode. Today, I'm talking to Damien Rue, CEO of Drimify, a marketing gamification platform that creates customized experiences and games in minutes. Joining Damien is Christopher Bradley, Drimify's CEO, copywriter and content creator. With so many means available today to capture your audience's attention, I wanted to get a better understanding of gamification and how it can be used practically in business purposes. Damien and Chris talk us through its ability to not only enhance your brand, but how it can be used in human resources for hiring as well as team building. Among its other seemingly limitless applications, gamification can also be used to elevate your events And with all things like AI and augmented reality growing at a rapid rate, gamification is not only heading in an exciting direction, it's important for you as a business owner, as well as your content creation team, to understand how to integrate it into your marketing and business strategies. And if all this sounds expensive, you'll be pleased to hear that part of Drimify's mission is to make gamification accessible and affordable to SMEs as well as those big corporates. Please do enjoy the conversation. Great to have you on, on the podcast. Great to have two guests. Our listeners will see why that's important later on when we talk about all things gamification. But before we do that, it's always great to speak to a business founder, business owner. So Damien, it's your business, Drimify, and I just would like to hear a little bit about your story and perhaps why and how the business came about. Okay, okay. Would you like the short version or the long version <laughs> of the story? Should we start the short and then we can expand as we go? <laughs> okay, okay. Sounds good. Okay. So yeah, so we, it started back in 2006 and uh, we started the business with my uh, business partner, Munir. Uh, we met at school where we met when we were 14 years old uh, and we've been playing uh, handball together. I don't know if you know handball. It's a sport uh, It's uh, at the Olympics, but it's not quite famous in the UK, but it's getting there. Uh, so, yeah, so we we know each other yeah, since we were 14. And uh, then we met again after like uh, university and we said, OK, let's try to work together because he was working in uh, IT and networking and I was into a uh, uh, marketing strategy and uh, graphic design. So we said, okay, l- let's try to see if we could interact with uh, each other and uh, and do something. And we started with uh, like small jobs. You know, he was he was already uh, based in uh, in Scotland because he was do- uh, finishing his uh, his studies in Scotland at Edinburgh uh, Napier University. And I was in France, and we said, okay, let's try to work together. 
it was working pretty well when we were playing handball. So we, we had already like the, the team spirit, you know. And uh, so we started with sm small jobs. And then uh, we started to have like medium jobs and then bigger jobs at, at some point. Uh, we, we had to start something. We had to start a business. So uh, the good point was he, he, he had like his um, uh, finance teacher at uni that was also an accountant. So he was the one helping us and uh, he got us started basically. Uh, and then we started with Dreamlike. So Dreamify, it's a product of the Dreamlike agency. So Dreamlike is the agency. It's a digital agency. We've been uh, yeah, operating since 2006 doing like uh, logo branding websites uh, search engine optimization all sorts of marketing services for any kind yeah. of business businesses uh, and then uh, at the same time we also started a business like a, a side you know a side project uh, but that's part of dreamlike and it was a kids entertainment website so we had websites in different languages in four different languages so english french german uh, spanish and we were putting games on those websites and exchanging games with other studios. Uh, so we were creating games for kids. But yeah. And uh, we managed to get this uh, up to 16 million views per month. So that was quite big. And uh, at that time, we got like big brands approaching us like Disney, Mattel, Hasbro, Sony, telling us, guys, you've got a good reach. You've got a big audience. So now we would like you to create games but where you will be putting our products in it, so product placement. So that's how we got started in the, I would say, games and gamification industry. It was back in 2007, so 15 years ago. And uh, those brands, so we've been creating more than 300 games for, for, for us and for them. And uh, from there, we, we started thinking, okay, now we are creating always the same games again and again, like for example, quizzes or, you know, like small uh, casual games. And we said there must be a way like to mutualize all this and make it a platform so we could stop creating those games from scratch all the time, you know, even if we had like small frameworks, but it was not like a platform where it's like a plug and play. So we said, okay, let's start a platform. So first we said, okay, how could we make quizzes uh, quicker. So we, we started by creating the quizzes on the platform and then, okay, now let's do this. Now let's do that. And, and now we are, we've got like more, yeah, more than 20 different games available on the platform and we are adding more every quarter. So it just how it started and how Dreamify started from Dreamlike. But yeah, we've been merging our marketing expertise with our gaming gamification expertise and that's how we ended up creating uh, dreamify it's brilliant isn't so it, it was a long long it was the long version in fact sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting isn't it though but even when you listen to your story there it's how the dots join up to get to where you are today because you i'd imagine you never would have imagined you'd have the business you've got now with the kind of no. the agency side the gamification side that when you started out when it was just the two of you founding the business i mean what does it feel like now to be at this stage in the journey uh, i think yeah you you would need to ask munia as well but i think we uh, for us it's like living a dream it's like uh, that's our business the, we created it we kind of decided what we could be uh, doing every day i don't feel like i'm working every morning i, I start my day and i'm like okay let, let's do my stuff but even if it's a business at the end of the day we are i think we really enjoy what we do and it's also in line with our company's value you know like with dreamify or with dreamlike uh, we want to be like innovative playful driven and that's our values and i think we are embracing them 
So yeah, for me, I don't feel like I'm working every day. It's more like I do my uh, what, what I love. So I think that's one of the luxury of uh, being an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I see from the website, you've got offices in the UK, in France, in New York. I mean, does that give the business some challenges or does it just create opportunity? It's it's more like a presence. Like a presence. It's uh, in France and in uh, in the US. It's uh, it's a presence. It's not like of proper offices. Yeah. Like the headquarter is uh, is in Edinburgh in uh, yeah. in Scotland in the UK. So uh, yeah, so that's where we are based. But yeah, we, we've got people from uh, I would say uh, all over the world working with us. We've got a developer in South Africa. Uh, yeah, our accountant is in Australia. We've got uh, people like yeah, a bit everywhere. Even in Scotland, uh, we've got someone in Glasgow. Chris is in Edinburgh. We are in South Edinburgh. We've got someone in Newcastle. De developers in France. So yeah, it's um, since the start, and that's part of the dreamlike DNA. We've been uh, operating remotely, so we didn't wait for COVID no. to start working from <laughs> home and working remotely. So yeah, it was like even back in 2006 when we started the business. Munia was in Scotland, I was in France. We start. That's how we started. So yeah. for us, it's completely normal and completely natural to just try to find the talents where they are and not tell them, okay, guys, now you all have to move in Edinburgh. You all have to to go in this office every day. Like just be who you are, do whatever you want. As long as the work is done, that's what matters. Brilliant, great culture to have. And again, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. So post COVID and everybody's talking about hybrid working by the sounds of it, that's, that's been in your DNA for over 16 years now. And I suppose yeah, yeah. some of the, I suppose it leads on to a question around what are some of the lessons that you've learned from working in that kind of remote hybrid way that perhaps others listening to this conversation could benefit from? Yeah, uh, so it's. I'm gonna try to give advice, but it's it's always hard to to get to apply them. But it's uh, first. I think it's trusting the people you are working with. So you have to trust them and make sure, like you, yeah, they, they know what to do. Hopefully, they know what you, what you expect from them. And uh, yeah, so it's trust. I think the the first thing, and also uh, set expectations. So trying to give as much guidance as possible to make sure that people are all uh, operating towards the same direction. Like uh, we, we are all again. Like I'm going back to the sports mm. team and uh, like the sp uh, team spirit. We are a team. Like uh, in in the company, I don't think that there is like any. Uh, hierarchy like our structure it's it's more like a flat structure in the company everybody is, is working uh, every day on the same project and i i hope i i, I expect that we are all aligned uh, towards the same goals like being the game the main gam gamification platform in the world so uh, yeah so uh, my advice would be just like to yeah, trust people make sure you are giving targets and sharing the goals that's really important for even like the uh, company culture you know like mm just telling people what what you are trying to achieve and uh, share your mission. Brilliant. Fantastic. Love that. Maybe if we get time at the end, I want to come back and maybe talk to you about, you know, teamwork and that transition from teams, you know, sporting teams to the working environment. Yeah. But, you know, we have chosen a subject, hence why the two of your guests are on this episode. And it's all about gamification. So as the gamification experts, uh, Chris and Damien, you know, I suppose the first thing is it's clear that you're passionate about gamification. 
um, and how it can impact and have a real benefit on all sorts of businesses and, and in different aspects of business. But for those who don't know, is there a simple kind of definition of what is gamification? Yes, it's. I mean, it's kind of exactly what it sounds like, to be honest. I mean, I think most of your listeners will have participated in some form of gamification without realizing that's what it was called. It's basically anything with like game-like mechanics where they're applied to typically like less fun or playful kind of activities. So think about, you know, corporate training or like onboarding processes, recruitment, even like things like like marketing as well. Like uh, whenever you play games that you, where you can win prizes with brands, um, you know, I mean, in the simplest form, it's adding like progress bars and points to sort of like, I guess, rudimentary activities just to encourage people towards that desired outcome. Um, so, you know, if that's fostering competition in your sales team or, you know, encouraging people to keep streaks going, if you think about it in like the fitness space as well, mm. uh, or even like language learning, like with, you know, Duolingo and stuff. But basically a gamified experience allows people to kind of experiment in a sort of more risk-free environment. If that, okay. if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I suppose one of the things you said just sort of resonates. I suppose in the business world, gamification has probably existed forever and a day, particularly in the one that example you gave, Chris, would would be in the sales world where people have sales tables and they've, they've probably always had it, you know, even before, you know, IT and technology, it was always there. It's just we probably didn't recognize it at the time. The, the the root principles of gamification think about the school system with like you know getting your stars and you know moving up into like a higher set in maths or whatever it's all like programmed into us and how we operate i mean how do you learn before you go to school you, yeah. you play you copy your parents and you know play it being an adult until it's time to do it for real so i mean the possibilities of like applying those applying gamification you know, the var- various functions, you know, it's kind of limitless. Yeah, definitely. And so where does gamification sit alongside competitiveness then? I mean, do they go hand in hand or are they different? That's one of the key kind of, if you look at like the game mechanics, like you've you got to appeal to like things like people's like desire for like discovery and their natural curiosity. But yeah, a big one is competitiveness. If you make something, who doesn't want to win? No one wants to be a loser, you know? So if soon as you as soon as you make something a game, people are like, I can't let him beat me. I can't let her beat me. You know, yeah. everyone wants to win. So yeah, absolutely, competitiveness is... And the, the good point about gamification is that applied to marketing or, or human resources, it's still always uh, applied on a positive way. It's always quite positive, and uh, in terms of communication, for if you if you use gamification through marketing games or online contests for marketing, it's gonna increase, enhance your your brand and the, the way people can see your brand. And if you use it for human resources, yes, it will bring competitiveness, but it will always be like in a positive way, like t- creating team building and uh, things like that. Brilliant. Yeah, and I think it would be quite good to just go on and talk about, I think, some of those specifics because I'm fascinated already, is, you know, and maybe if we could put a kind of real-life example or a case study in here about maybe how you've seen and you've developed gamification and applied it to a company's marketing campaign. You know, is there, you know one case, exa- case study that you've got that you think that's the standout one? 
Yeah, okay. So can you just confirm that we could record for the next three hours? That's confidence and gamification. Well, remember, remember his short version of the history of the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I> remember. <laughs> so. So yeah. So again, like as Chris said, uh, it's li limitless. We we can uh, like just to give you an example, like a campaign we just uh, finished uh, after Christmas. It was for a retail uh, fashion company. Uh, it's called Jennifer. It's back in France, but it is it, similar to H&M uh, or Zara, okay. for example. Um, so we created for them uh, an instant win game mechanic, but it was uh, on a digital way. So, uh, uh, Chris, do you want to explain digital, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's digital something you've come across yourself. No, it's not a term no. I've heard. I've, I, when I was doing so, research yeah. and you yeah, know, we were yeah. talking about so it. If so I'm just going to throw another kind of like slightly annoying term. Um, but like, if you think about retailers, they're, they're pretty much all now either on an omni-channel kind of platform or striving towards being omni-channel or, you know, in some, in some state, like the frictional stages of kind of perfecting it. The, and that's where like you're making the most of your online presence, but you're also benefiting from having that physical store and that sort of human touch. And it's making like the connection between the two of them seamless. The example I'll give, I mean, if you go back to sort of like the mid to early noughties where you could go into a store, an item would be so much. You go onto their website and it's cheaper because they're shipping out of the Isle of Man and the, you know, the taxes are different or whatever. So it's, it's getting rid of that kind of, it's making those entities like the same and benefiting from like, you know, the speed and the convenience of your online presence, but not losing that sort of bricks and mortar that sort of like actual connection with like where you're actually at. So like a digital marketing strategy would basically be to like offer like games or, you know, experiences that are going to encourage people to go to the store. You know, it's making that yeah. connection between the two of them. Yeah, it's it's bridging the gap between physical and digital. 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 So that's why it's digital. called digital. It's my new digital. word of the day. I like uh, that word. Digital, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> but you, you 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 will see it coming more and more. So it's like if I just give like simple examples on both sides, it would be start your campaign uh, with uh, an online contest or with a game uh, on your social media pages, and from the social media pages, you can tell people try uh, play and win. Try to play and win. And from there, you tell them if you want to have another chance or if you want to win more or if you want to win bigger prizes, now come in store and play again to the same game. So it's like teasing people online to get them in store. So it's called web to store or drive to store. And the opposite can happen as well. It's like you go uh, to a, you go in store, you go for your shopping in Hasda, for example, and uh, you buy something. And from there, it will tell you, okay, now scan this QR code, go online and play a game. Yeah. So that's how you bridge the, yeah, the, the uh, gap okay. between the I know, two. I've seen, yeah, you've seen particularly ways. on consumer yeah. products, yeah. yeah, food, drinks products. That's it, yeah. You see that quite often now. So, okay, that's a great example. Yeah. So going back, so what did you do this campaign pre-Christmas in France for the retailer? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was like a gr great campaign. So uh, they wanted, I'm sure you know, like uh, McDonald's when they are doing like the Monopoly campaign where you can uh, peel on on, uh, on the products and try to win something. So they've been trying to copycat this one, okay. but in a, in a like a different way. So it was, you go in store and you could buy your gloves or your, your hat or, you know, like winter uh, accessories. 
but when you buy them, they are in a box, like a fast food uh, packaging. So, uh, for example, you get the burger box, you open it, and you've got like your gloves in it. So it was a way to get people engaged by telling them now all of all of our uh, shops are transforming into restaurants. So it was like to to make a, a point, you know, yeah. a marketing point. And from there, when you get there, you, you you get the gloves in the burger box. You could open it, and inside it, you had a scratch card, so a physical scratch card. So you scratch it, and then you are getting a code. And from this code, you could scan a QR code use the unique code you got on the scratch card and play an instant uh, an instant win online directly on the website so again it's back to the uh, digital aspect where you buy a product in real life and then you get a digital experience from it and from the the digital experience the instant win you could be winning uh, a trip to New York, uh, smartphones, like a lot of big prize also smaller prize and also gift cards to be spent on the shop so you go in the shop, you go online, and you could be back in the shop again. So that's how you Brilliant. you do it. Right, which is really interesting because already this conversation has taken a slightly change in direction because I thought we'd be having a very tech-heavy kind of conversation. But actually, what you're both talking about is a lot of things happening online but in the real world. And and guessing and and does that apply across gamification? Even if we, you know, we'll talk about some specifics about employee engagement, maybe, or you know, human resources, or whatever it may be, in a moment. But does that apply across the board? Is it something you try and introduce when uh, Dreamify you're developing gamification? This kind of digital thing is that a core offering? No, it, it just I think it just down to uh, the roots and down to human nature. As Chris said, uh, playing is part of the human nature. So that's why even we are not pushing towards digital or we are not trying to tell you, OK, uh, gamification in the digital world is especially connected to the physical world. It's it just like it becomes natural just because that's the way it is. Chris. You also, as an organization, gamify events. So how do you go about gamifying kind of events? Well, I dare say you've been to a few gamified events yourself. So, I mean, I'm going to kind of come at this from two different angles because the, the the variety of ways you can gamify an event, uh, again, I keep using the word limitless, but they are. So let's say, for example, when you go to like, you know, like a, a corporate meet, a corporate event, it's quite awkward at the start, isn't it? Mm. Everyone, you're kind it's of meeting clunky, all these people. Yeah. Who yeah. do I know? What do I know? Yeah. But like, you know, you put some kind of games involved and then suddenly people are on teams or they're working together or they're competing. You know, you've got like some QR codes they've got to scan. It turns into like a treasure hunt or, you know, think about, I guess if you think about an escape room, for an example, you know, it breaks the ice. Mm. So that's one way you can come at it. But then if you also think about when you're at, say like a trade show, you're competing. I mean, you've got a captive audience, but everyone's turned up and they've all, they're all bringing their A game to try and compete yeah. for that audience attention. And this is something that I guess is applies beyond just events, but we'll, we'll talk about in events for spe- specifically. You know, if, you've, if people can come over to your booth and you're not just, you know, on a soapbox, you know, hammering them with your message, they can like scan a QR code or you know, they already know about the game and it's, again, it's a treasure hunt or, you know, there's lots of quizzes and there's opportunities for that to help them interact with what your message is, like whether you're selling a product, etc. Or even, even yeah, like just spinning a wheel, you know, you, you, we, we've got like all those uh, instant win games. 
that that can be displayed on big screens or even like on big TVs and people can come and that's a way to attract people on your booth you know like uh, as Chris said you are competing with maybe 200 other businesses that are there to 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 show their products so you you have to create the event inside the event yeah so that's how that's where gamification can help you uh, spark the, the interest you know like if, let's say you've got your your booth and you've got a big screen or a big uh, touch screen you know like you've got those ones that are huge now in in the shape of a, a, an, a, an iphone but real size you know and uh, so if on there you've got a spin the wheel or a game mechanic people will queue to play this game. And when they queue, uh, you know, they can also, as Chris said, scan a QR code to play another type of game. So you can also have, you don't, you can rely on one game to uh, make, to create the event, but you can also have multiple experiences. And that's why you go uh, further with gamification. It's when you, you engage people in your own storytelling. Storytelling is really at the heart of uh, gamification. Yes, you want to, to push your, your marketing message across, but the main thing is to tell your story because that's what people will uh, remember. Yeah. Just just jumping in there as well, actually, when you do go to those big trade trade shows, you know, say you have got 200 people pitched up. When you leave, how many of them do you remember? Yeah. Probably less less than five, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and if one of them get if one of them delivered an experience, and you know it hyped you up and you got you excited. Who are you going to remember? Yeah. That'll be one of them. It won't know? be the one that gave you the free pen, will it? It'll be the one that did give you an experience and that kind of human interaction. I've got a lot of those pens actually, and I couldn't <laughs> tell you what's written on half well, of them. I could be the I could be the one giving you the free pen, but to get the free pen, you've been scratching something or you sp- you've experience. been spinning a wheel, and this will be your favorite pen then. <laughs> I suppose I've got a follow-on question. I suppose it, it's: Do you think there is a risk? in that kind of marketing and events world, that gamification can just become a distraction and the core message can be lost? And how do you keep the core message being understood by the person interacting? It's, 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 it's yeah, it's it just by customizing everything and by making it personalized as much as you can. Yes, for sure, you could have a spin the wheel on a, with three different companies, but the way they will bring it, the way they will design it, the the, the kind of message they could put before the game experience, because that's something you, you need to understand. We, we, we are not just here to entertain people. Everything we do, we've got a, a specific target, specific objective uh, behind it. So when we create a game, the game is the excuse to make it memorable and engaging. But first, what we want is to deliver the message from the company. So f- let's say you go on Dreamify and you create your own game and customize it you don't just customize the game itself. You can also have like intermediate screens before and after the game experience where you will be passing your message. And all this can be adapted to your brand guidelines, to your design. So that's where it's like I always compare gamification to newsletters or to emailing because I think that's, yeah, it works hand in hand. But yeah, when you send, we are receiving like 200 newsletters per month, let's say. But you will remember some of them because they will be tweaked, they will be personalized uh, for you. Mm-hmm. And gamification is just the same. We, yes, it's a platform. Yes, you can use existing game mechanics. But then, as we said since the start, uh, creativity is the limit. So you, you can go as far as you want and make it your own to make sure that your message come, comes across without being generic. Okay. Yeah. 
get it fully understand. And so we've probably so far talked about things in terms of gamification that I would understand, which is, you know, how I might interact as a consumer, how I might attend an event, you know, a conference or an exhibition. But I'm also interested to discuss about how gamification can be used inside of an organisation, um, particularly around employee engagement and in you know, improving engagement and employee satisfaction. How does that come about? So I think maybe I'll I'll start I'll start off on this one and just talk about like the concept of like employer branding. So, you know, I think any anyone running a business just now knows that the the recruitment market I don't think has ever been quite as yeah. quite <laughs> as tough on, on both on both sides from an applicant point of view and from a recruiter point of view. And, you know, again it's another area where you're competing for potential you know quality applicants attention so again being able to you know deliver an experience that sets your brand apart and aligns with your values it's like what Damien was saying earlier it's all about storytelling so you know if you can deliver that engaging experience you know through like a gamified recruitment process Mm. it makes you look you know you can control the content and it just it makes you look more attractive more innovative you know more you know, just a bit sexier, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose it's. it's I like that. I, I get it, then. I, I get that, particularly in the recruitment process, is we're all competing for the same talent, and it's a very limited talent pool. And if we can do something that makes us different, and but as long as it reflects, I assume, our culture, our values, and what we do, then actually it makes us the attractive proposition. And again, I suppose it comes back to if they're applying to two or three different businesses, we're the one that they remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we've got like a good example for the banking industry. So we created uh, an experience for uh, yeah, employer branding and uh, recruitment, but it was not like about the recruitment process itself. It was more like for people to get to know what the company was about. So it's a, it's a bank, it's a big, big group. Uh, we created uh, what we call a dynamic path. So it's an experience made of multiple steps that, that that's available on Dreamify. And um, so each step was a different kind of game and each step was explaining something different about the company. So th- we were starting with a quiz about the, the, the banking industry. Then there was like um, a memory game uh, where you flip cards and you are finding icons, give, talk, like giving you uh, some uh, aspects of the company, uh, like the different kind of jobs that were available. So it was not to send people directly to the recruitment portal. It was just for them to discover. And this uh, experience was made of six steps and it was across six weeks. So each week you are getting a new step. And for the, for the company, it was a way to also communicate every week on LinkedIn and on uh, social media in general. And when, when you run a campaign, when you run a campaign with one game, you are quite limited. You, you can do like a couple of weeks, but you will uh, quickly like run in circle yeah. in terms of communication. But when you've got uh, an experience with six different steps, six different games, six different games, and uh, you, you are explaining different things, keeps you uh, communicating longer. So, uh, and yeah, so people could discover with each step, like the different values of, of the company. Then yeah, there was a game with uh, words so you have to find a word in a grid and the words in this grid were the company values. So again, you are trying to explain, you are trying to educate the, the candidates before they even apply. So you just want to tell them, okay, this is who we are. This is how what we do. If you like it, come and apply for a job with us. And that was the, the main point. And those kind of campaigns are really uh, 
uh, appealing because they give like a, a different angle of communication. It's more innovative. And there was also, uh, as part of it, it was also like a contest. So people that were playing from step one to step six, each step was giving points. So back to gamification, ranking, and uh, leaderboards. And at the end, uh, uh, people the people from the top 100, there was a prize draw to win iPads. Okay. So it's another way like to engage even more people. Yeah, brilliant. I think just, uh, sorry, just another point I think that's worth making on the uh, sort of the recruitment side of it. Using like using games, like it's a really good way to kind of test up, like as well as culture, like aptitude and ability. Like it's a lot of work going through CVs and covering letters and trying to make those value judgments. Whereas actually give someone the opportunity to show you, it, it can really shorten the hiring cycle, you know. Is and actually, you know, one of the things I've always in the businesses I've grown and run and developed is yeah, always recruit on an aptitude because you know the technical stuff. As long as they've got some of the relevant qualifications and they've got an ability to learn, you can teach that. But the aptitude and attitude is is unique, isn't it? And 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 most organisations want those people with the right aptitude and attitudes that fit their organization and i can see yeah gamification would work wouldn't it and you could develop the game and you could yeah pull in the right talent that suited your organization have you seen other kind of as as the world is developing at such a quick pace you know we've talked about how it can be used in terms of employee engagement with recruitment we've talked about events marketing but you know technology is also moving on is there other ways in perhaps that you're seeing gamify gamification now being deployed that you know that excites you as being in that industry yeah yeah we we can see that is is getting more and more into uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchain as well okay so uh, all, all the cards you know like i don't know if you know sora uh, it's like the the panini cards uh, of the new world you know like where you were co- when we are collecting like football players as stickers to put them in albums yeah. So now it's it's all digital. So that's proper gamification. Uh, then if you look at yeah, even like c- cryptocurrency and blockchain in general, they are trying to gamify everything just because it brings more engagement. Okay. I mean, it's going, just going into crypto and NFTs as well. I mean, all that stuff just exists in this digital world anyway. So like, and it's worth as much as people people think it is. So applying like game-like mechanics just makes it that more engaging and, you know, you, you you read about all kinds of like kind of really interesting examples of how like you know like buying virtual plots of land and like i don't know feeding and breeding virtual animals or whatever like it's really yeah. <laughs> like it i mean at, like the whole concept of like crypto and nfts just lends itself to being like yeah. you know yeah. gamified wow and so, so, same same with the the vr uh, virtual reality and augmented reality like we, we saw uh, like a crazy example uh, last week about uh, bmw yeah chris if you, if you want to so uh, like quickly, I, uh, I, I don't know if you saw this so i think i think it was like an event last year wasn't it damien and like like where they had where yeah. they actually had it where you took the car you're like so you're driving the car but you're on like a real track but you're wearing like a headset so you're seeing like this augmented like much more exciting almost tron like kind of world that you're driving through but the car's the controller yeah. so it's just like i don't know like it's i mean you obviously need like a <laughs> racetrack to go in <laughs> it's, yeah it's i mean yeah, yeah. It, wow. i mean that i mean that i mean if you think i mean the thing is as well like, all modern smartphones are basically equipped for augmented reality anyway so like yeah. you know i mean that's what pokemon go was 
that kicked yeah. off like a few years yeah, yeah. ago, you know, so. Okay, of course it was. Yeah, yeah that's one of the best example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Brilliant. So yeah, but as we said, gamification and the, the, the use of games to do, th to get things done was there before us and it will be there after us, you know, so it's not like, it's not, yeah, just like games are playing is so part of our nature that yeah, it will just apply to everything in life. And I suppose, like you say, it is in our DNA. I, I suppose as an organization, how do you keep up with what's happening in terms of, you know, we talked about augmented reality, you know, the metaverse and AI and how that's going to apply in future? Because, you know, for the brands to come and engage with you, they want to see that they're at the forefront of that curve. So one of your challenges must be how do you like I say, just keep it ahead of the curve and understand how all this new technology that's coming out at such a rapid rate can apply to gamification. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, reading a lot. Like it's uh, being aware of the of the market as well, and it's also uh, running a lot of research and development on our side. So that's what we've been doing for the past ten years: research and development to always try to be on the edge of things. So sometimes we were starting like small projects on the side, trying to see if it was viable. And uh, but then, yeah, even like big companies, when you look at, at Google, uh, even Google, they are starting new projects all the time, but they are also shutting down uh, projects all the time. So the same applies to us. Like we are trying to, to stay uh, aware of what's going on and what people want. And we are trying to bring innovation as much as we can. And it must be a fun part of the role as well, I suppose. If you're, you know, into tech and into gamification, then just yeah. being able to play and see and experiment must be, you know, part of the joy of what you do. Yeah, it depends for who, because sometimes when we when we start a brief and we, we start talking about it with the developers, they're like, are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> sure that you want to do that? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it depends on which angle you are. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And I suppose... You know, one of the things I want to talk about is obviously a lot of the, some of the examples, but looking on your website, a lot of gamification, that engagement and deployment is done by big corporates, isn't it? So, you know, how accessible is the use of gamification to, you know, the small, medium-sized, owner-managed, entrepreneurial entities? That, that that's the that's the that's our core missions uh, core mission sorry it's to to make it affordable and available to everyone so that's why we created dreamify so yes you're right uh, big corporations are are always the first one to to come and try because they've got the budget to do it they've got uh, like the they want to do it because they want to innovate as well so uh, yeah our first few clients were big companies because They've got dedicated people, you know, like to, uh, to for innovation. So th those guys are really uh, attentive and they are trying to find the new stuff before the, the competitors. So uh, yes, th they are leading the thing. But at the same time, the, the fact that we created Dreamify as a gamification platform is to make it uh, affordable for everyone. So we've got, obviously, I'm not going to uh, <laughs> come with my uh, sales pitch uh, just now, but you, you can go on the website and you will find that you've got like really small uh, monthly uh, or even like on-demand uh, offers and then you've got like premium offers where you've got like more capabilities more features but yeah we with Dreamify at least we wanted to make it available to everyone and to empower any business or any freelance or any person in the world 
to be able to create a game in a matter of minutes and customize it to its brand. Brilliant. Thank you. And I suppose maybe, Chris, one for you is the kind of gamification expert as I've built you on this podcast. Where do you see and foresee gamification in, say, the next five, ten years? What's the direction of travel? I think that's a question for Damien. Okay. Oh, quite, quite <laughs> yeah, honestly. But you, 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 know, you know about it. I, you I know, I know, I know. The, yeah, yeah. No, as we said, yeah, it's being like the, for, for, at least for gamification and, and Dreamify, it's to, Dreamify it's to be the worldwide uh, reference. And then for, for gamification, we, we hope and we expect uh, is, is going gonna, is gonna to be like mass market a, a bit more than what it is at the moment. Because as you said, at the moment, it's, it's like specific to corp- big, big businesses that want to go further with marketing and communication. But yeah, we, we would like... Uh, gamification and games to be part of almost every single marketing campaign or every single uh, human resources uh, campaign as well. It's just because it works so well that it's a shame that people are, are not using it uh, this much. I suppose I'm going to lead on with a question there. When you say people aren't using it as much, what do you think the resistance is to using well, gamification? It's, it, it's, it's like, a, you know, a lot of people ask, like, what is gamification? Yeah, you know, like it. Like, that was my first and, question. <laughs> and and it's you know it's a, it's a it's a question that you see people argue over the answer to as well sometimes, um, and they sort of over overcomplicate it uh, with trying to you know taxonomize uh, all the different sort of variations of it. Uh, but yeah, I think just understanding that it's a, it's a process, right? Because it's I think it's one of those things you recognize it when you see it, but yeah. you don't understand necessarily mm-hmm. understand it. And I think it's just putting. Being able to put the dots together, I think. Would you agree, Damien? If people understand it, then it's the, the resistance. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and yeah, understand it and also uh, know it because, and that's why we are also uh, for us. It's good to to be like in this kind of uh, podcast, just because we want to spread the word. We we need people to know about it because how many times per week <laughs> we are getting people saying, "Oh, I just discovered your platform and it's amazing. I didn't know it was a, it was on the market." Blah 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 blah. So we are the first one being amazed and uh, about the fact that people are finding Dreamify and are saying, "Oh, it's it's crazy. It's amazing." Now I can uh, give like another dimension to my uh, campaigns. So yeah, so it just like people to know about it for us, like to keep spreading the word. And yeah, and uh, it, it's already part of our everyday life, but people don't realize, uh, as Chris said. So yeah, we just need to keep going. Yeah, so I, I think there's as well maybe like, you know, sometimes a bit of a resistance to like the idea of like playing being productive, like a particularly in kind of workplace environments as well. So I think it's just, but I mean, you see like work cultures changing like kind of across different industries now as, as people yeah. see the advantages. It's interesting. We had yeah. a, about it's probably four, six weeks ago, a lady called Emma Worrell come on as a podcast guest. And her thing is all about fun and introducing play into the workplace. And it, you know, it's that's, the, that's, that's it, about yeah. culture and all of those kind of things. And I think this podcast follows really neatly because it's about that piece around how do you actually then bring play in using technology into everything you do as an organization. Yeah, and if if we go back at the start of the discussion, if you remember when we are talking about uh, kids, like kids to learn something, if you if you get them to learn something while they play, it will be much much more efficient. So the same applies to us. Like uh, adults are just big kids, 
and uh, it's, it's the same, you know, like if you if you are in a company and someone is sending you a 20 pages Word document that you've, you've got to read, you're not going to read it. But if you if you send the same message but through a game, the, the conversion rate will be like uh, times 10, you know? Well, I, I put it this way. Every time you get, say, like a new piece of software that you need to figure out how to use for your job, what's the expression that you drop? You know, like, oh, I'll have a play around with it. I have a play around yeah. with it. I say, figure it yeah. out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, brilliant. I, I've got this feeling. We're recording this on a Friday. I'm going to walk around all weekend seeing gamification in the real world oh, everywhere I go now. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a great conversation. It's great to get more informed about gamification and how it applies in so many different ways. If people want to uh, connect with the two of you, learn more about um dreamify and gamification where can they go uh they can go on the website so dreamify.com and uh also on linkedin we are uh, yeah we are on linkedin so that would be the best place yeah, to, to engage and to start a conversation brilliant thank you both for being great guests on the evolve to succeed podcast well, thanks for being a great thank host. you it's been a pleasure yeah thank you Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.